All right, I got it. You ready? Yo, Krubies, welcome back to another episode. Eric and I are going to talk about the movie The Boogeyman. This, this isn't really like an instant reaction, though, because it came out like for a month and a half ago, didn't it? No. I think it did. I think like, yeah, almost maybe three weeks ago. Um, well, You saw it like opening weekend, right? Yeah. 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 I think it was June 2nd. It came out. I know it was the first weekend of June. Let's see. I have it pulled up on IMDb. Let's see if they give you yeah. a, of course, they don't tell you the actual release date. They say 2023. Very helpful, IMDb. Thanks. Mm-mm-mm. Thanks. It's brand new. It should be able to tell you. It's Rotten a tomatoes sum- will probably tell you. Oh, you think so? It's a somewhat instant reaction. I mean, it's an instant reaction. Yeah, I just saw it over the weekend, right? That's right. So it is. And it still is because I haven't. Oh, no, I, I did release an episode on it. Well, whatever. It's still you an instant did? reaction here. Who did you do an episode with? June 2nd. June 2nd. Yes. My memory is still there somewhere. Mine is shot from being gone and running. And I tell you, we didn't get in until Saturday at midnight. Like, sat, like basically Sunday morning is when we got in. Flew in. Oh, my God. Yeah. How was the flight? How long is that flight? It wasn't bad. It was from Ohio to uh, Atlanta to Naples. Mm-hmm. So not bad. Oh, there was a connecting. Yeah, we connected. God. You can't get anywhere from here direct. Everything connects to Atlanta, Detroit, or um, what's the other big one? Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Usually. Depending DC. on where you're going. I don't know. Depending on where you're going, you're going to have to connect somewhere, but it's okay. Yeah. Atlanta. I don't care what anybody says. The Atlanta airport is easy. Have I been there? I know I've been to Chicago, New York, and California. I don't know if I've been to Everybody Atlanta. complains about it. They get it's, it's so really? big. Yeah, it's because it's basically mm. the hub for a bunch of different. I think it's a Delta hub. It's a bunch of different hubs, but mm. everybody complains about it because it's so big. But it's honestly super easy to get through because they have a tram and like ah. there's like A through F terminals, and it really sucks if you fly into. I think F is international, so you usually don't fly into mm. that one. But if you fly into like uh, E. And you got to be at A for your connecting flight. It can be kind of a pain in the ass, but not really because you just get on the tram and it shoots you down there in like two minutes. So maybe people don't realize that. I think people just get overwhelmed with the whole thing because it is very packed. There's a lot of people there. Obviously not at one in the morning. There's not. But like (laughs) when I fly for business, that's usually jam packed, but that doesn't bother me. And I'm like the worst part at a freaking airport, dude, are the slow ass walkers. Yes. Terrible. And it's always when you're trying to get somewhere quick and you they're right in front of you. It's like move. Yes. Move. Like why can't this they like driving. on the side? Get on the side. Exactly. This is like driving. There's imaginary lanes at airports or malls or whatever. Yes. Stay on the right if you're just strolling through and the rest of us can go right by you. Yeah, and just because you have four people in your party doesn't mean you have to walk four people side by side slowly. Right. We're not at the mall. No. Get out of my way. Like, I want to move it. There should be a rule. And I think it should not even be an unwritten rule. It should be a written rule that at the airport, if people are in your way, 
and they they need a lane. They need a lane. They need a slow lane, and they're not in that slow lane. If Grandpa Bert ventures out into <laughs> out into the business lane, yeah, I should be allowed to just like in baseball. If they are blocking the base and you run into them, it is not a foul. Okay, right. It is right. not a, a you don't get in trouble for it. That should happen or, at the airport, dude. Or it's like uh, when you're driving and you know if you're veering off, if you're on the right lane or just on either of the outer lanes and you veer off and that they have those things for your tires yes. that make a lot of noise. The rumble they should strips. have that, like that for people. Like it should go, like buzzer you and like hit you or like. Oh, wow. Spritz you, like move it. Spritz you? Your- like, like. Yeah, like a, like if you spritz a cat or something. Like a mister. Do you do that to your cat? Are you a cat spritzer? I have this little water bottle spray. Oh, like man. if they're doing something, I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Like, because they don't like water. Right. It doesn't work though with them. They're just like, okay. They're like, yeah. Why keep, are you keep, doing this? Well, you live in Florida. They're probably hot. They're like, I was just there for a week. I know it. It's hot. They're probably like, yes, yep. keep spritzing me. Yeah, especially the my main cat who has so much hair. He's probably like, oh, yes. Thank you, owner. Yeah. Please continue to mist me. <laughs> Dude, uh, my cat, Church, hates me. I don't know why this cat hates me, but despises me, dude. So so sad. Last night I opened, and I told you I stayed up way too late last night watching Fast and Furious 10, but I opened the door to let the dog out, Cash. He goes out. He listens to me. He goes out <laughs> he listens. to go pee. <laughs> And Church is laying out on the back deck and she just like looks up to me up at me and meows. And she stands up and like walks a little bit, keeps meowing. I know she wants to come in. She likes okay. to sleep with the kids. So she I know she wants to come in. So I'm like, come on. And she just sits down and looks at me. The dog runs by her. I shut the door. I go and I'm brushing yeah. my teeth, and then I can hear her in the window. Meow. 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 So I go back to the door. I disable the alarms i open the door again oh no she hops down off the hot tub cover where she was laying at so she could yell in the window at us yeah and she sees it's me right jumps down walks sees it's me and stops and the sister looks at me so i'm like Man. all right dude it's late i'm tired i'm going to bed so i left her outside yeah first thing in the morning i hear lucy is so much out so she's in there whistling dude she's like <laughs> like whistling then i hear oh <gasps> Oh, no. So then I'm thinking, because apparently there's a bobcat loose here, which I didn't even know we had bobcats in this part of Ohio. I don't think this is true, but somebody reported there's a bobcat on the loose out here somewhere, okay? Oh, no. I don't think it. I'm assuming it was just a big house cat that somebody's... Could be. ...not very smart reporting this bobcat. So I'm like, this freaking bobcat jumped the fence and killed church, and I'm about to hear about this. So... Oh, no. Here, I hear Lucy... I hear Lucy come steps. Boom, 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 (laughs) boom. Dad, I'm like, yes. She's like, church stayed outside all night. I was like, yeah, I know. I tried to let her in and she would. Like, I'm closing my eyes like I'm still trying to sleep. I'm like, yeah, I know. She's, yeah. I, I tried to let her in. She didn't want to come in. Well, that's because she hates you. I'm like, I'm aware. Like, I know. What's the, is she dead? Like, what's the problem? She's like, no, she just needs, Lucy can't reach the alarms. So I, she, oh. so she, I was like, all Got right. It. So I had to get up in the morning. I disable <laughs> the alarm. I go down. I open the door. She sees it's me, and she just sits down on the deck and looks at me again. 
I'm like, oh my gosh. This is amazing. It's not as terrible. So I'm like, Lucy, let it the is. let the damn cat in. So she walks over there, opens it, come on, baby. And then the cat, meow, walks in like all right I'm like, what is going on, dude? This is like a good cartoon skit. Have you ever watched Simon's Cat? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, you gotta see it's it's when you're a cat owner, the little shorts make sense, but this sounds like a perfect cartoon where it's like the cat's ignoring you, but the minute Lucy comes in, it's like, oh, I'll just follow you. Screw yeah. you, man. Yeah. The tail up in the air. It like, was in whatever. the air, like wagging all happily. I'm like, I'd like to yep. chop that thing off and just fucking, ugh, she made me mad, dude. And I'm the one that feeds her, and I'm the one that has to change out her stupid litter box, even though in her defense, she doesn't really use it only in the winter because she's outside a lot. So Okay. Nonetheless, that is my church story. I don't know how I got on this story. It has nothing to do with the boogeyman. The boogeyman doesn't even have a cat in it, if I remember correctly. It does not. I don't even think it has a dog. Mm, No animals. There's no animals. Just a wild monster. But Thank God, no animals. Because they always die. That's true. This thing would have definitely killed an animal, I feel like. Or it would have used the animal somehow. um, It would have. Strategically. But... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This movie falls in line. We uh, at the HMC podcast are doing monsters, monster summer or something. At this point, I forget the name of the months, but there's two months of creature movies. This fits right in line with it. It are, does. Are you guys also doing creature movies? No, we in June we're doing like sequels from last year, and now July we're doing uh, shark movies. Shark movies. Are you excited for that? Oh, you bet I am. I knew it. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cheap thrills. We are doing Jaws at some point. That was one of my creature movie picks that I did Ooh. pick. But um, at this point, I don't know when that will happen. But yeah, so this kind of falls right in line with that. This movie gave me... It's going to sound bad because I... That has a, I don't know if our Babadook episode's released yet or not, but... It did. I enjoyed, I did not enjoy any aspect of that movie. I thought it was a very good movie. It's depressing as all get out, which I do not like depressing movies. They just like, they bum me out. I don't like it. I like, like I get it. It, it is a subgenre of horror. It is that, that yeah. style, that type of movie. I just, it's depressing. It makes me sad. I don't like it. So um, I did rate it fairly high, but it's not a movie that I will probably ever watch again just because it's so sad. Funny enough, I just watched it last night because we're going to do an episode on it this weekend to release at the end of the month. Um, and I've seen it a bunch of times. I like it, uh, but I didn't remember the kid, how he was. Yeah. And just how it is very depressing. Like, I, I if you're feeling down, don't watch that movie. <laughs> kind of depressing. Like It it's, made me it's sad. Bad. It did. It made me it sad. Is. Like even recording yeah. the episode. Like I'm, I don't even want to go back. And I honestly, not this is even though we're in the regular episode, we're not behind the scenes. I didn't even say this, but all of the patron crewies got like 20 minutes of bonus content from us talking about my vacation. We talked about Harry Potter a bunch. Um, so if you're not a patron crewie, go become a patron crewie so that you can get bonus content, hours of exclusive content that only Krubies get. You get every episode early, and you get uh, merch earlier than everybody else. So go do that. I'll wait. Stop right here. Go do it. Hey, welcome back. So anyway, (laughs) 
that movie, like I was like just depressed after I watched it and I have no desire to even go back and listen to the episode, even though I don't generally go back and listen to the episodes anymore. I used to listen to every episode, but if I'm being honest, I usually don't go back and listen to them anymore. Um, just because I don't have time to do that. And if I have time to listen to a podcast, I would rather support one of my friends' podcasts. So I will usually listen to somebody else's podcast as opposed to my own. Cause I sat here through the whole thing. Okay. I know what happened. I hear you. <laughs> I, I still do, um, to get like the, the one number, like an extra data, but so I'm not like actively listening most of the time because same thing. I was actively there and then I edit. So I'm like, why do I want to listen to this again? Mm. Like, so it's the same thing. You don't have time. So I'd rather go listen to somebody else's podcast or an audiobook or, you know, something else that you could be doing Yes, at that. So I get it. That's what I do. Totally get it. But I don't know how I got on this, but I have no desire to go watch that movie again. Again, it is a very, very well done movie. It gets all, it It hits all of its points. But those aren't points I care to deal with or not deal with, to watch or relive because I don't want to do that. Um, anyway, this movie gave me, and this is where I was going with this long ass window. See, look, I'm already back in the groove, dude. I can already take a thought and stretch it out for 45 minutes. And <laughs> That's you, what we're here for. Thank you. I, I appreciate you allowing me to do that. So um, this might upset people, but I got Babadook vibes from this movie, like heavy Babadook vibes but like a higher level of production Babadook. Like you can tell this movie probably had, and I don't know, I didn't look, but I would assume based on the production value of this movie, it probably had a higher budget. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, well, it's newer too. Babadook is old now, whatever old is at this point. Yeah. Um, and you could just tell like the film quality on it is completely different. Was Boogeyman. Oh no, Boogeyman is a uh, twenty twentieth century Fox, not Blumhouse. Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're getting a higher budget. Um, I didn't even think about comparing it to Babadook, but that's actually a really good point. I don't know why, because I read somebody compare it to Smile, and I kind of agreed with that too. Yeah. Um, which is newer, right? Just newer and different at the same time because we don't. The thing with Smile, it was uh, a curse, right? This, I think, kind of was too, but it wasn't completely fleshed out or I missed it, so I'm not sure. But I, yeah, the Babadook is a really good comparison, especially because of the loss of a parent. It's just the trauma. It's like the trauma of the whole situation that brought it on, which with the Babadook, I still am leaning toward, and you don't have to... Comments. I know you're doing an entire episode on it this weekend. So if you'd like to save that content, I completely understand. But um, I don't think that the Babadook monster is. I do think that in the Boogeyman, there is a physical monster doing these things. In the Babadook, I think that the monster is a metaphor for depression, anxiety, and trauma. I think the mom is the Babadook. I think the mom wrote that book. Because there's no way that book just appeared in the house and nobody realized. I think the mom likely wrote the book because she even makes a claim at some point in the movie how she is like an aspiring author or was an author of children's books, I think. Um, Yes. So I think she wrote that book and it was her trying to get out her depression or whatever. Anyway, nonetheless, I think these movies are very similar, 
but I do believe there is an actual monster in the boogeyman. Even though I think that monster is somewhat still a metaphor for depression and trauma that this family is obviously going through. Yeah, um, I completely agree with Papaduke when I because this is funny. I know you're saying you would never watch it or won't see it again. This is the third time I watched that. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. You like to be Depression. sad. Yeah. But um, after watching it this time, it's amazing because when you're doing this podcasting, you're really looking at movies different from when I watched it a few years ago. And when I finished it, I was like, yeah, I don't think he's real. Like at all. I think it's the mom. It's the kid. They're both manifesting this. The mom is definitely representing it in their mind. He's real. Yeah. With Boogeyman, I always felt like he was real mm. Two people going through some kind of trauma, though. I don't think everybody would see it physically, but the person that it's affecting haunting in a way, I guess that they're that the Boogeyman is there to eat that trauma let's say and like feed off of it right yeah i so, think that's a I great agree. great way to put it it's feeding off of the trauma because mm -hmm. it essentially is because at the beginning of it there's multiple times that it could have killed the kids in the movie right and it doesn't yeah. because it's like it's almost like it's playing with its food almost before it decides to kill the person um mm -hmm. yeah so i really enjoyed it if i'm being honest i don't know that it's one I'll revisit in the near future. It's definitely one I would suggest people to see. I know that there were a lot of people that did not care for it, um, which I think I got actually, I think I saw more negative reviews on it than positive reviews before I saw it. But I had this weird habit of, unfortunately, if somebody really doesn't like something, I go into it trying to find things that I like about it so that I can be mm. a jerk and argue with them. Um, but now I don't even <laughs> remember who told me they didn't like it. I think Seth even said that he enjoyed it, which he's usually the one I like to argue with. But um, did you initially not care for it? It was me. <laughs> it was you. Okay. <laughs> so, but let me, let me clear it up. Like, it was okay. It wasn't something like I'm not going to go watch it again. Um, I just felt like I wanted more from the movie. Um, it was very well done. There wasn't, you know, it was a great production. It was a well-filmed movie. But just the story, I just wanted more mm. from like I wanted more background on the boogeyman, kind of like with with uh, anything like Smile or The Ring, all that investigative part yeah. of the background of why this is happening or why this curse I feel like I didn't get too much of it that I was kind of like well I kind of want a little bit more sometimes I don't mind less but sometimes yeah. I do want more and there were certain scenes like the scene in the house with that um widowed mom and the the shotgun I was like uh, yeah uh. little and, much uh, it was a little much, and that's what made it a little bit too fantastical for me. And then, I mean, I'm skipping ahead here, but like what, what really got me was the end where if this thing is so old, right? I think they hinted that the boogeyman is very old. Mm -hmm. At least that's the impression I got. They were able to kill it really fast with fire. But is it dead? Well, true, because at the end, it kind of leaves it. Is it really gone? But then you can also argue, is it even real? Physically real. Right. Well, there's that. So, yes, I agree. Yeah. We, um, 
before we jump to the end, because I think there's a, yeah. a bunch of Thanks, different ways, and that's fine. There's a bunch of different ways you can interpret this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to read the synopsis real quick for, and again, I don't know why somebody would come here and listen or watch us talk about this movie. If they haven't seen it, but maybe they don't like horror movies and they just like to hear us talk. So that's fine. So the boogeyman, it is a Stevens based off of a Stephen King short story. I, the way I understand it, it's a very short story and really has nothing to do with this movie. Oh, Okay. I've never read it, so I don't I know. I haven't either. It's okay. I think it mostly centers around the dad um, and like a okay some sort of counseling or something because like, the dad is a uh, psychiatrist. But yes. nonetheless, uh, still reeling from the tragic death of their mother, a teenage girl and her younger sister find themselves plagued by a sadistic presence in their house and struggle to get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late. So. Mm-hmm. what I really enjoyed about it was that they kind of flipped it. Cause I think you did a great job of ex- like comparing it to the ring and even mm-hmm. smile. But what I like about this movie is the fact that the dad is a psychiatrist. Yeah. And he's like, maybe he's medically trained. I don't know what to say. Medically trained to, and probably immediately not believe in this type of stuff. Like in his mind, these are things that just like, in my opinion, the Babadook was where it's a figment of somebody's uh, imagination, or these are things that people conjure up to deal with certain things in their life. And it focuses on, uh, I think her name's Sadie, or is that the actress's name? I don't remember. Sophie Thatcher is the actress. She also is, and I'm completely biased for the record because she is my favorite character in Yellow Jackets. So ah, okay. as soon as she came, I didn't even know she was in this, if I'm being honest. She came on the screen and I look over at Abby because in Yellow Jackets, she has bleach blonde hair. It's like dyed for the movie, for the show. Uh, okay. And she has black That's hair different. in this. And I was like, yeah. who is that? And she was like, I don't know. She looks so familiar. So I immediately look her up and I was like, Oh my God, that's the girl that plays the young, uh, whatever her name is in Yellow Jackets. So I was immediately going to like this movie because that's the kind of person I am. Okay. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Yes. So, but I like that it focuses on her, um, because she wouldn't be like, um, what's the gal's name in the ring? Uh, uh, oh my God. The, Rachel. The mom? Yes, her name's Rachel in the movie. Rachel. But, I was going to say Samara, but nope. Yes, wrong. That's the wrong, wrong one. That's so the Rachel, wrong the mom, she's an investigative journalist. So it makes sense that right. she would be able to go and look up the history and find out everything that happened with this. With Smile, it's also adults. I like that it focuses in on the high school girl who makes really bad decisions, in my opinion. But I really feel like a kid that age in that situation would make the same uh, decisions, but it also yeah. right out of the gate, you see like what is going on with this family. They have the little daughter who's afraid of the dark naturally. That's where the uh, and everything I've ever heard about the boogeyman is that it kids see it in the dark or in the closet or under their bed. You get that right out of the gate with that super cool light that she sleeps with, which I yeah, also thought I was really cool. It is. And so it, okay, I'm like I'm I'm all over the place. I'm sorry, but imagine this: <laughs> that movie, okay, the boogeyman. Without yeah. that light in it. Mm. Not as good. And it's funny because they focused on that light in marketing. Like the teaser tra- trailer focused on the, the closet scene with the little girl. Yes. 
and and something like it was shown a lot like it was really prevalent that little what is it like a moonlight i guess literally it's a, a moonlight yeah it's like a plastic ball that glows but like yeah. there are certain scenes where the only lighting in the entire scene for long periods of time is that ball yeah it's really good it's good lighting effect it was like its own thing. character in the movie like yeah. that's what i'm saying like imagine that movie yeah. without that light that ball like it would be like a completely different movie mm-hmm and I have to say, I loved the little sister a yes. lot. I really liked her. She reminded me of me at that age. Like, I'm scared of the dark, too. <laughs> it's like, I get it, kid. Well, she reminded it. me of the girl from um, Megan. Me, me, uh, yeah, Megan. Me, Thregan. But anyway. Yeah. That's who she is. I, I thought at first, I was like, is that the little girl from Megan? I was like, no, she's way too little to be that girl. And I'm like, okay, well, she, but she like, that's who it really reminded me of. But yeah. I can see that. But back to the, you jump right in and you see this family is just like on thin, thin strings. Like there's like one string could break and this family is going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And then the girl goes back to school. You see how she's being, her friends at school are not really her friends in my opinion. They're jerks. But you see she's dealing with all that on top of this boogeyman um, drama that we see that happens. But the reason I believe that there is a monster is because the other family was also seeing it. Whereas in Bob, I mean, I'm, I'm going to compare the, this movie to the Babadook a lot. <laughs> and it's likely because I just yeah. watched the Babadook if, and it really did impact me negatively An because one. it depresses me. And yeah, this movie really didn't, I guess it like made me sad in certain instances, but not like the Babadook did. But anyway, in the yeah. Babadook, it's the one family. They're the only ones that see this monster. I don't know if the kid ever sees the monster. I think the kid sees the mom portraying the monster. Um, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but in this, like you have that other family that sees the monster and they have the house set up. You have like the veins all over the houses where the boogeyman's right. been. And stuff. So that's why I do believe there is an actual monster, but at the same time, it, they do a great job of making you see why the dad wouldn't believe her because of everything else that's going on. And like his profession is to help people work their brains through these same situations. Yeah. So it makes sense that he doesn't believe like anything that she's saying as frustrating as it is. And I have to comment cause we've talked about this in, in a previous episode. I don't know which one it was. Um, or maybe it was during fresh. I don't know, but the girl, the girlfriends are awful. And it just goes back to how, like, why are you girls so mean to each other? Yeah. Like this poor girl lost her mom. This isn't even about a boyfriend. It's not about anything. It's your mother. And they're being so nasty. Even her quote unquote best friend is yes. being awful. And I that part was hard to like watch because it's like, man, are, we're bad. Like, it's bad. It's really sad to see that because, like I said, it's not like it's not over something silly. It's over a family member. And it's just like, damn, these bitches are are rough. Right. Um, Not not OK. And the thing is, with the dad, I'm wondering if it's like what I was saying, the the boogeyman has to feed off of the fear or the trauma. I feel like the dad, because of the way he doesn't communicate well with his daughters, which is ironic because he is a psychologist or psychiatrist, whichever one he like immediately shuts down when the daughter wants to talk about it. Right. Multiple, multiple times, right? 
Yeah. And I'm like, and that bothered me a lot. I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with this guy? Like, <laughs> talk to them. You're you're in this field. They need you. La 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 la. Yeah. And um, but I'm I'm thinking that the reason he can't see the boogeyman is because if it's feeding off of that or it's manifested, he's shutting, he's putting up a wall, right? Because he's just coping with it in his own way way mm-hmm. until towards the end of the movie where I think that wall starts shutting down or breaking down sorry because he's realizing oh all right there's a lot going on this is real right. kind of thing but um but that could explain that part of it if it's real or not real like it manifests at the re- at the right time and it's the same thing with the other family and that was my question so I'm wondering if you caught it what was the point of those vines or veins. I don't even know what they were. I don't Do you? either. It never really yeah. says what what it is, other than the fact that like he has impacted that area, I guess, or he has been yeah. to that area and pretty much taken over. Um, but no, it doesn't. It reminded me a lot of the. Did you watch Stranger Things? Not the last season. But you've watched it up to the last season. I yeah, I watched one, two, and. Three. Okay, it right? reminds yes. me a lot of those vines or those veins that yeah. come out of the upside down whenever it has like taken over an area. It reminded me a lot of that, but with that, I believe those all lead back to portals. So I don't know if maybe there's more to this than mm. they let on, or the movie was already like an hour and a half, which is perfect. I don't think it was too long. There Correct. were scenes that kind of drug honestly for an hour and a half movie i wouldn't have thought there'd be scenes that drug but there were a couple that kind of drug out a little too long in my opinion this probably could have been like an hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes honestly or it could have been an hour and 40 minutes and they could have gave us more boogeyman backstory i guess but who i would have preferred that (laughs) personally because i'm okay with one an hour 40 if you're still giving me information or good scares or good content and that's the other thing that i know like seth i think mentioned it and I, i've read it too i feel like i'm the only one that and it's not a hundred percent negative it was just okay for me that i went in i had a bad week at work uh. that week i went that saturday and i'm like i can't wait to sit here and <laughs> scream at everything i can't wait because it's like a good stress reliever right and I didn't get that. Like, I didn't mm. feel like, oh, my God, you know, all tensed up, waiting, yeah. waiting for a for a jump scare. So or that or I'm becoming less jumpy, which I find hard to believe, to be honest, but it could happen. So that was the other thing that I was expecting it to be more jump scary. And that's fine with me. Yeah. And it wasn't for me, at least. There but, was one scene, and it was at the beginning yeah. of the movie. I don't remember what it was, but it scared. Abby and I were the only ones in the theater, by the way. But it Ooh. scared the shit out of me. Like I, I don't usually jump, and it got me. But oh. I was also like, it may have been while I was looking up. Um, oh, the actress, the actress, <laughs> and Abby and I were talking. There was nobody else there, so we talked through the whole movie because there was nobody else there, which That's we don't fun do. When you can do that. It really is nice because you can bounce ideas yeah. back and forth, but. But yeah. like we were like looking at each other, it was like like she was over here, so it was like like the side eye thing, you know. And you're like watching, and something happened, and we were both like, "Holy shit!" But like, I don't remember what it was, but I don't. I see it didn't bother me that there weren't that many jump scares. Um, 
It led up to a lot of non-jump scares, though. And I know that really bothers people. That, that doesn't really bother me. I know that bothers people that, like, Seth loves jump scares. So, like, right. I could see why he would get frustrated with that. I just that. got a jump stick because the cat just barged through the door. So, <laughs> it's on film. Great. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I will go back and look for it. <laughs> Great. It'll be a good short. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. I'll have to look for it. What are we at? I got to put the timestamp down so I don't forget. You know, we do need some good shorts. Let's see. 49, like, oh my God, what's coming through this door? Dude, did you ever figure out your locked, unlocked door situation? I, I do think it must have been an unlocked. It, was, it wasn't latched right, and mm. the cats fought. I was going to say argued. Wow. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they do. Whatever. And bumped into the door because I'm actually in the room mm. that the door was open. So hopefully there's no ghost in here. Hey, if they are, but, they can talk to us. Well, I'd have a conversation with them. I'm also like 12 states away, but that's fine. Hey, I, I'm t- maybe they're the reason the microphone is having issues outside of Zoom. Could be. Apparently. It could be. I don't know. Very strange. But now they can't can get in. So ha. Yeah, there you go. I, win. I won. <laughs> anyway. Stupid. I don't even know what I was saying. I'm sorry because I got scared. Now you're good. Um, jump scares. I said there weren't a ton <laughs> yeah. of them, but like there was the one that got us. But that, I'm completely by and I'm aware of it. I like this actress a lot. So like while she was on screen, like I like the way she talks. Like I like that she has that like rough voice. Mm. Um, I I just liked I just liked her. So I was like when she was on screen, I was just like engulfed in what she was doing because like I legitimately care about this person. Maybe because I like Yellow Jackets a lot. Granted, I haven't watched the second season yet. I want to binge it. So here's the thing, people. Okay, listen. I have 5,000 subscriptions. And unfortunately for Showtime, it's not one that I need to have all the time. Right, wrong, you. or indifferent. So I didn't want to pull a Jessica because Jessica tried to cheat the system. See what she did is she was like, I'll do the free trial. Mm. I'll watch Yellow Jackets and then I won't renew it. But she right. failed to realize Showtime doesn't release the episodes all at once. They're weekly releases. So she fucked uh. up. She got the subscription, watched, got to watch it for three weeks, and then was going to have to pay. So she was like, I'm getting rid of this. I'll wait till it's over and I'll binge it. That's what I didn't want to do. Yeah. But... Anyway, this I told you it was going to be a six-day-long episode. I That's like okay. S- Sophie Thatcher, I think is her name, whatever. So I liked her. Now, if that was a different actor in that role, I don't know that I would have liked it as much. I'm just being honest because I'm a little biased. It's like Samara Weaving. You could throw her in anything, and I'm going to tell you it's a great movie. And I, I, I totally get that because on your flight, you messaged that you were watching 65. Yes. I, I don't care if it's bad. I'm watching it because... I love Adam Driver. Mm. I don't care. Like, he's one of those for me, too. I will watch anything. I don't care if it's good, bad, because I just like him. Yeah. So I get it. I, I'm i totally there with you. Um, I was indifferent to her, to be honest. Mm. How come? I really, I really like the little kid more, the most in this one, the little sister. Yeah. Um. But the the teenager, I mean, I felt bad a bunch of times, like like I said, with the friend, especially when they were all in the like what it like the little party that they had at oh, her house. Yes. Yeah. Like that whole situation was terrible and it sucks being that age and then having to go through something like that. Um, and then her going into that house on her own, I was like, What are, what are you doing? What's going on? And then you go back 
Oh my god! See, that's what that's I meant. Insane. Like I, I think it's if that but were a in, teenager. Like think of it if the roles were reversed and it was the dad, right? Like we would be like, this is stupid. The dad would never mm-hmm. do this. But since it's her, she's a teenager. She's going through this trauma. It makes sense that she would do that. And she's looking for answers. Like she's just. And again, I like. I don't like because it's this terrible situation to be put in. But like she is now this little girl's mom. Let's be honest. She is now yeah. this little girl's mom. So she's also not just thinking about herself. She is also thinking I have to stop this thing for her. And her mm-hmm. dad is not helping whatsoever. He eventually comes around toward the end of it, which I think it had a really good climax at the end where they all come together and they fight this thing. And, and yeah, I think that whole thing at the end, the house, cause and that made me sad too. So like eventually they, the dad comes around, right. And realizes, okay, these kids are telling the truth. I don't remember exactly what makes him come around, but he does. Um, me either, but he does. Yeah. They all end up back at the house, and the only way to kill this thing is to catch it on fire, basically, which yeah. I think the they end up using the mom Zippo, yep. and that was cool because she's watching all of these videos on how to communicate with the dead because she wants to talk to her mom, and the, a lot of the mediums on there have like a, a lighter, and they say, if you're present, make the flame bend to the left, and at the end, there's that like heartfelt moment where the flame, they have the mom Zippo, mm-hmm. and Try, trying to light this thing on fire and the flame does bend to the left. So you see that the mom is there and, but anyway, they're leaving that house. that's all on fire and all their memories, everything about their mic. And yeah. that is gone. Their mom's art studio. It's all like gone, burn up in this house, which to me was sad. That was sad seeing, cause it, it's a cleansing now, right? Like if you want to look at it all metaphorical too, it's like, like okay, now you all have to like accept this, that it's gone, including now physical memories. Like that's, that's hard. I can't even imagine losing your house presently, but now losing it with everything that reminded you of somebody you loved because they passed away Yeah, is very difficult. Um, I will say, so the, the director, and I believe he wrote it is Rob Savage of this movie. I loved his movie host. It's found footage. So of course, I love it. I don't That's know the one saw. that came out during the pandemic. It's all through Zoom. Yes, I did see it. I did enjoy it. Love it. So one of the mediums that the the girl watches is in host. She's the medium in host. Okay. So, was, so I thought that was a cool little like nod at host. And then in her room, she has a British flag pillow. And I think that's probably a nod because I, I he's British. Okay. As well. So I don't know. I like looking at things in the background and finding little, what is it, Easter eggs? Yes. Kind of thing. Um, But I'm glad that dad did come around because he really was like annoying me with that. (laughs) What are you doing, dude? Come on. Like your girls need you. Um, Oh, and something else I love was I'm sure, I don't know, the little girl playing the video games had me like, Oh my God, that's so cute. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. I did notice something else. I feel like this movie was a combo of a lot of movies. I don't know if you ever watched Lights Out. Uh, I've watched it a long time ago. I don't really remember it, to be honest, but I do remember watching it. Is that a Fetty Alvarez movie? Mm, I don't think so. No? Am that's I a making good question. I'll look it up. Huh. Yeah. But this movie had me... Re- it reminded me of that one because he... The boogeyman would come out without light. And then when light was around, 
he obviously wouldn't come out and like they were playing with the light and the video game light and her little ball yes. towards the end and her with the Christmas lights was really cool. Like that was a cool way to use Christmas lights. That's true. Um, And that reminded me of Lights Out because with Lights Out, it's the same thing. Like the entity would only show up in the dark and the light, the thing would disappear kind of thing. It. But if you turn the lights on and off, like it gets closer to you kind of thing. So I felt, I felt like this movie was the, a combo of homages and just like nodding to different horror movies. But that was another one. That I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like lights out. That is true okay. because the, the boogeyman, which I don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it, honestly, like the monster itself. I didn't really care for. I wish it was more humanistic versus like creature like. Like I don't really any. We didn't get any backstory on on the things. So we don't know where, like, what the culture is that it's from, etc. Et but I was like, yeah. I really expected it to be more like a human kind of looking. But this thing was like a full fledged creature. Look at mini version of the uh, Cloverfield monster. Honestly, like a black mini Cloverfield monster. What it reminded me of, but I and like the way it moved was a kind of creepy because it, it was very. Um, I don't know what the right word would be because it was it was almost like a big spider kind of. Kind of. I actually didn't mind what it looked like, but now that we're talking about it, it also reminds me of the whatever it is in Smile because the he had like weird teeth yeah. thing and that reminded me of a Smile with the infinite teeth yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah. Because it's like mouth, like in Boogeyman's mouth opened in a hand come out of it or something. Yeah, like I thought that was, it was pretty cool and and it didn't look cheap or anything. Like it looked. Yeah, it looked really good. Decent. Yeah, like it didn't, if it was CGI'd, it, it, it looked more practical, if anything. Um, I actually did find it pretty cool looking, but now you said the Cloverfield thing. Like, yeah, kind of. It's what it reminded me of a lot of it. I was like, yeah. man, I really just wish it was more like uh I wish it like changed shape or like mm. was then you're talking like it's Pennywise. So maybe I just wanted it to be Pennywise, yeah. honestly. Like that would be great if it was Pennywise the dancing clown and he could do whatever he wanted. But no, I didn't I just yeah. I didn't care for the monster that much. Uh the physical monster. And they showed it yeah. a lot. Like once they showed it, they like showed it to you. So you got to see the whole thing and what it was, which again leads me to believe that there really was a monster. But um Yeah. You could probably poke plot holes all through this movie though. Like how sure. how did the mom of the original family not die? Like how is she still Right. I don't know. It was how cool when she, it ripped her in half though, right? It. Did he? Yeah, oh yeah, he picks her up and rips her in half. That's right. Ooh. Yeah, that was for a PG thirteen movie, that was a little intense. Although maybe they raised the bar on what PG thirteen is. And I didn't know this movie was PG thirteen going in. Oh, I didn't it was either. after. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I didn't so. either. And I don't feel like it took I don't think it would have been any better if it was rated R. No. No. Uh but that was pretty intense for that. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I think that's what got me is a lot. And I'm fine. I think every every movie has plot holes. I think it's normal. And some yeah. things you just have to take for what it is. Fan- it's going to be fantastical sometimes. But there was just not enough background on the actual boogeyman itself, which I do like in these kind of movies. I want to yeah. know more. Um, all those scenes with that, with the, you know, widowed mom, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, 
I don't understand what the deal is. How do you know this? Where did you get your research? Can you tell us a little bit more? Nope, nothing. So, And why did it go back to her? Like, I felt like the dad pawned it off on this family. Right. Like, so why did it get, or can it jump back and forth because it has taken over that house and that lady's still alive? Like, is it like, is it able to do that? Like, I don't, that was one thing I also questioned. But now that brings up another question. And this goes back to whether if it's real in physical form or kind of like Babadook that we think it's a manifestation. There's thousands, millions of people going through trauma daily. So are there multiple boogie men? Boogie people. (laughs) Boogie people. Because it can't just be one family at a time. I mean, that would be impossible. That's true. So I wonder... But I wonder if he ultimately his ultimate goal is to kill the the family, right? Eventually, is to kill the family. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, feeding off of it is what I see it as. But if there's millions of people going through the same thing and possibly that same situation, the mother passed away and now there's two daughters and a dad. Yeah. Are there many of of these creatures? Because they're all. I mean, he can't. It can't be in millions of places at once unless it That's can. True. It's that powerful. That's so that's true. why I'm saying it could have a supernatural and real element. I don't know. Because let's say he killed the family, the original family, and it was never brought mm-hmm. to this new family of which we watch the, um, yeah. the main no, characters. Mm-hmm. Let's say he kills that family. Or let's say he kills this family and the family before that. Like, How does he then get to the next? Right. Like We, we don't know. Because... Right, the the dad of the old family is the one who came and left. What is it like the notebook? He left the, the drawing of book, it, right? the notebook, the and then he kills himself in that closet upstairs. Right, because we don't even know what makes it jump. Right? right, like what makes it go from family to family? Because he still or it whatever is still at the other house along with, you know, with the widow, along with this family. See, I felt like the Mm. dad from the first family at the beginning of the movie brought Mm. it to this new family to try to get rid of it. But then it Mm. kills him, or he kills himself, essentially. Like, I thought that was the point of that. He was, because I don't like that actor, Mm. to be honest. I think he's super sketchy in everything he's in, and I just don't ever trust him when he's in a movie. Right, wrong, or different. Dark Knight. Yeah, I know. Eh, Don't like him. But Exactly. (laughs) He's not to be trusted in that either. That's what I'm saying. He has that face. You don't trust him. He does, so, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought he brought it to them knowing what they were going through and trying to pawn it off on them mm. so that it's no longer with his wife and him. But then he dies. So I, but then again, it yeah. goes, but is it because Sophie is going to visit that lady and she's actually bringing it with her? So she bringing oh. it back to that house. Maybe. And that's right. The dad, the dad did know about the psychologist, right? Didn't he bring up? Yeah. He found him in the paper. He found him in the paper. Yeah. So which is why he, because he didn't make an appointment. He just showed up. Right. But that his wife. So the original lady in the beginning who is still at the house, the rundown garbage house. It's gross. It's nasty. She's taking care of her house. 
She calls Sophie and tells her to come. She's figured out how to kill it, to come and help her kill it. So I think that is it. I think that that Mm. guy passed it off to the new family. That's why she had to call the cat back. Yep. Yep. (laughs) That's why she had to call Sophie to come back to the house. So she would bring it with her. I, that is why I think she had to come back. Then she chains her to that pipe. So right. she can try to kill it. Okay. So it's latched on. It latches on to the family or the kid. I think so. Do you think, do you think it latches on particularly to the kids? Yes. Although in this in this case, it latched on to the dad, but because they already got the kid. Right. I think it kills the kids and then maybe it's not. Well, it kills the dad eventually, I guess, unless he really did kill himself. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, Yeah. That, and that and that's the stuff like I want to know what the myth behind because let's say ultimately this boogeyman ends up killing a family. It's like what you said. Then what? Where? How does it keep jumping if it kills everything? Or is it? Does it like whisper or force somebody unconsciously to go search for the next family before killing them off. That would make the most sense to me. Cause I feel yeah. like he wasn't powerful enough to kill the adults. Cause the boogeyman is a children's legend, right? Like it's True. kids scared in the dark. So I feel yeah. like it killed that family's kids and then it somehow forced or like tortured the dad into trying to get rid of it. So he goes and passes it off because True. He has an interaction with Sophie upstairs, right? That's who he runs yes. into. So yeah. I feel like he passed it off to her. And then I'm assuming he really did kill himself because he felt bad about doing it. Because or later. Or the boogeyman made him do it. Or the boogeyman made him do it. But then it's like, because again, I just, I don't want to like talk out of both sides of my mouth. Cause I feel like I, I, I don't think it's strong enough to kill the parents adults, but it can yeah. torture them to where they pawn him off on somebody else. Then he can continue doing what he's doing. True. My assumption is the dad felt bad about doing that. So he did kill himself because later in the movie, when Sophie tells his wife that he came to visit them, because she, she asked where she got that drawing. And she was like, your husband left it right. in our house. And she's like, oh, man, what what did he do? So to me, that means she knew that they could pawn it off, right? Which I don't know how she's getting all this historical legend either. But it's like, again, right. this is just me giving my opinion. I have no idea yeah. if this is accurate. But I, that is my opinion, is that he went there to get rid of it. He gave it to that family, felt bad, killed himself. And then the boogeyman goes after the kids. Because it doesn't try to kill the dad. It just goes after the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a what is it a an eater of children, kind of yeah. like uh, Pennywise. I was gonna say Bagul or Pennywise, yeah, but Bagul too from Sinister. But he, I mean, he kills the adults too, but he controls children. So yeah, kind of in essence, the boogeyman, Mister Boogie, he is in that one too, Mister so. Boogie Man. So let's talk about the end of it. At the end of it, they end up lighting it on fire. That supposedly dies in their house the whole house burns down it ends with them at the psychiatrist psychologist's office that Mm -hmm. sophie and the little girl were going to the dad refused to see any um medical help or do any any sort of mental health stuff but uh it ends up the whole family's there they talk through it everybody seems happy the dad Mm -hmm. and the little girl leave and then sophie hears the uh i'm trying so hard not to say the word shrink and that's all i want to say 
I don't know why, it's but psychologist I th- door yeah. closet door. Yeah, I think shrink is not the, the proper term anymore. But um, she hears the lady call her name or whatever, ask what she can say. She walks in there, that lady's right. not there. She hears something in the closet, and then the lady comes mm-hmm. out behind her and asks why she's still there. So that leads me to believe she never asked her to come back. She's still hearing things. So then I'm like, maybe this boogeyman thing is all in this girl's head. That, I mean, yeah, and that's what makes it even more like what's going on because it does leave you like, oh, well, then it's not physically real. It, it It is to them visually at the moment, but then it's not actually in the real world living. Yeah. So, yeah, that that ending was like, hmm, okay. Or has it accomplished its goal and now it's like living inside of her? Like it's Mm. like maybe that I I do really think there was a monster, but I wonder Mm. if now I do think they killed the monster somehow, but I wonder if now that's something she's going to have to continue to deal with forever. Very similar to um, Haunting of Hill House. Did you watch that? Yeah. With how uh, is her name? Nev or Ev? uh, Nev. Nell? Nell. Like, Nell deals with that forever up until the point where it actually does end up killing her. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. Spoiler. Sorry. (laughs) Um, It's old. It's so good, though. So good. Yeah, it is. But yeah, it (sighs) also has kind of freaking Flanagan, man. It even has, like, vibes of that in this movie. So, no, I I agree with you. Since we've been sitting here talking about it for almost an hour, like, they pulled from a lot of different movies. A lot. There's a lot of... I don't know, like a mix of things going on. I don't know. I I don't now after talking about it, I don't know if it was I think it's real to the person it's affecting mm-hmm. or the people that it's affecting. I don't think it's like it's not physically like sitting there the whole time. It'll just appear like yeah. maybe like you're saying, even a portal. I'm, so I'm not kidding about that because I mean, the. Those vines still, I don't know what that, initially I thought it was mold that they were showing. That's and then what it looks like. like what it, it was going to explain that, but it never was. So my conclusion is that it's, it's real to the person it's affecting or the trauma that it's affecting and it could manifest in a physical form. And then when it's no longer, when the person's no longer traumatized or they're able to get quote unquote rid of it, it disappears but then does that mean that she's not her trauma isn't over? Right. I think if that yes. You know. I I agree. I think that is the final statement the movie or, makes is that yeah. very again going back to where I started this whole thing at very similar to the Babadook when yeah. she goes down at the end to feed the Babadook the monster that is really her trying to suppress her anxiety right. emotions. It's not really her feeding a monster in their basement, despite what Seth thinks. He and I disagreed on that. He thinks there's a monster living in their basement. I don't think that's the case. I think it is a metaphor saying, hey, this never really truly goes away. It's something you deal with forever. Even if you are able to get a handle on it, it's still there. Yes, I agree. I Well, I definitely agree that's what Babadook is about, and I think that's what this is doing. So let's see. In recap, it's... Take it, we feel like it's inspired by Babadook, Smile, 
the ring, you know, the whole like curse back and forth. What else? It lights out. Lights out. Lights out. Um, it has a Flanagan feel. It has a very Flanagan feel. Yes, very it housey. It does, and uh, I think uh, Cloverfield. The <laughs> Cloverfield monster. Design. I know he took it. I know it in the bottom of my heart. <laughs> and I mean, that's a lot. It's a lot of inspiration that he put in in this movie <laughs> the funny thing is like it'd be interesting to interview that guy and like talk to him about that and it'd be funny if he was like i didn't did never even just, i've never even yeah. seen any of those movies <laughs> that'd be even funnier <laughs> if he said that <laughs> uh, uh, and then we somehow hack into his amazon prime list and he's got them all saved like just those movies and we're like we yeah. knew it the boogeyman inspiration list all yep. the movies including haunting the haunting of hill house rob Everything. savage i think that was his name you thief Rob savage you're a savage no he is a savage savage yes. thief. but i really enjoyed it i would suggest going to see it i don't think it's one you have to see in theaters nah, um, yeah not really it's it's it not one be. of those like insidious i want to watch in the theater for example Yes, so do I. I will see that in theaters. Um, but I don't think this Same. is one you have to see. I do. I would suggest watching it at night with the lights off and the sound up really Agreed. loud. But I don't think it's a, a must see in theaters. Agree. Agree. Uh, but I love it when you agree with me. Oh, anytime. Um, I I still think it's okay. It's not. I don't like. I I don't think I'm going to watch it again. It's not something I would reach for. It's enjoyable, but. Eh. I just wanted more, but I'm still looking forward to whatever else um, this director makes because he went from a very low budget found footage to a very large production, and that's always exciting. So hopefully, that means more is coming. I think it, I think you're right. I think especially since he nailed a Stephen King movie because those movies are always yeah. hit or miss. I found the budget, by the way. I can't find my damn notes. I got too many. Oh, so the Babadook budget was two million dollars. Okay. Wow. This movie's budget was $35 million. So, Ooh. yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, that it shows. It shows. But let me tell you, for $2 million, Papadook is decent with $2 million. It was very like, popular. It was very popular. It's even mentioned yeah. in one of the greatest horror franchises, the greatest horror franchise of all time, Scream. It is at the beginning of Scream 5. And Elevated I think horror. at the very end, too, right? Doesn't she say, I still prefer the Babadook? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> there you have it. Jen Ortega knows. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up our episode on The Boogeyman? Uh, no, nothing else on my end. All right. Well, in that case, let's do some patron shout-outs. Thank you to all the patrons who give us their hard-earned money to listen to us talk about movies. Good movies, bad movies. We talk about other stuff, too, like, you know, Harry Potter. I guess that's a movie. Yeah. It's not a horror movie, but it's a movie. It's still a great movie. It's movies. still... A great <laughs> set of movies. Mm -hmm. Patron Krubies are getting early access to every episode, hours of bonus content, behind the scenes of almost every episode, just about every episode, and exclusive content, exclusive merch, and early access to all the merch as well before it goes live on the merch store. So thank you to Colette S, Matt B, Zach F, Rosalind, Vicky D, Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast, Kimberly D, Felicia Connor, from Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, Caitlin, Ashley V, Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street, and my lovely mother, Nana, whose name is not really Stevie Nicks. Hi, Ashley. 
are you guys buds now? Yeah, we're in two, a county away from each other. Wow. It's freaky. Did I tell you I had her on for a, a cocktails episode? Oh, that's who who you had on? Yeah. Or the Yeah, yeah. Her uh, husband thought I was a pervert. That's the Oh my god, that makes that story even funnier. Mm. There you go. Now you have a connection. In that case, we are out of here. Bye. Bye. B- bye. <laughs>